0: Welcome back to going long on first. It is Thursday night, so you know what that means. It is going long on first time, and the line is right.
1: That is correct. The line is right tonight. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any translations. I didn't. I didn't. Not come tonight. Today. <laughs>
0: That's all right. Do you, you have, have any post
1: post holiday? I don't. I was waiting. Any. I thought I'd buy myself some time and see if you did a translation oh, for the no. I, for the welcoming.
0: I wasn't. I didn't have it. <laughs> uh, I didn't have it prepped either, Owen. Uh, wow. It's a post holiday kind of crash almost. You want to yeah, call
1: it, a real a real hang hangover for sure this week i've uh i had two days off this week went back to work had a terrible well not terrible but very very busy stressful rough days. probably yeah seth is still over there getting drunk every night because he doesn't have to go to work absolutely okay, getting, getting drunk on life anyway getting drunk on madden and eggnog
0: that's that is very true i will there call it that
1: there you go there you go It is the line is right, ladies and gentlemen. Week 17 edition. Guys, we got a game going on right now. You want to fill the people in? I do.
0: It is, I think we're looking at about halfway through. The second quarter, we're currently at a commercial right now, but I believe we're about halfway through. Browns are up twenty to seven, second quarter,
1: over the New York Jets. Over the New the York Browns. Jets, absolutely yes. did not take long for Joe Flacco and the boys. Them boys has it been a David and Joku game so far. It has, except that one fumble.
0: That kind of uh, changed the, I wouldn't say changed the game because it hasn't changed, but right. Browns were driving, hit Njoku for a, a big gain. He fumbled the ball, Jets picked it up. They started to move the ball a little bit backwards, but I believe they ended up hunting and that's where we're at right now. But yes, Njoku's already having himself a big game. Jerome Ford is also having a solid one. And old man Joe just keeps humming along baby. The bogey keeps man. humming.
1: He's he's here. He's here to stay. He's got a life Owen. lifetime contract in Cleveland all of a sudden. Yeah, guaranteed. Fully guaranteed by the way.
0: <laughs> they don't want to do that again. <laughs> um no. he's got 3 games, 3 consecutive games of 300 plus yards. Which he is I think all 3 games thing. he started, I believe. Maybe four that games that he's... Right.
1: So this that, is... It, maybe, if he hits yeah, it... First.
0: If he hits it tonight, that's four in a row, which I think it's... I don't know. They had some stat on that pregame they were talking about. If he hits fourth in a row. Something about his age, because I think he's either 39 or 40. He's right around Roger's age. So there's something like oldest quarterback to do it. I think if he hit it fourth yeah. in a row, he'd be the oldest quarterback to do four games in a row. A three hundred plus yards. It's impressive for boy, a guy Joe. who was sitting on his couch a month
1: ago. It's five weeks ago. Somehow staying in shape, keeping the mind sharp, and it's uh, working wonders. And the Cleveland Browns might win a playoff game this year. Hey After man, you he might he take him to deal.
0: the Super Bowl.
1: After all the self, you know, mistakes, self caused. What's the? I don't know a lot of a lot of internal mistakes in the Cle- in the land in the believe but here they are 16 and a half point current spread seth i believe we all agreed it doesn't always work out for us when we pick the live line in a blowout game on a thursday night while we're potting but the line actually just jumped to 18 and a half as i say that but I think we're just going to have to go ahead and do it, Seth. We're going to juice the Cleveland Browns. Minus At 18, 18 and a half? And half.
0: <laughs> oh, baby. Let's look for a late Christmas miracle. The juice is loose.
1: They don't the really – s- I mean, they had the fumble, uh, but they forced a three and out, and they're back to driving back in uh, Jets' they territory. Are. So, you know, I don't know, man.
0: And, no, one before we before we get into this, I could have started with this a little bit, too. Sure. You know, I hope everybody had a good holiday season, a good Christmas. Oh, it was oh, Christmas? It was Christmas. And now it's New Year's. We are nearly upon us. The New Year's is nearly upon us. And obviously, if you were waiting, we did not have a recap for Week 16. We gifted the boys an extra day for Christmas. So we are just jumping into the line is right. Tonight, Owen, oh, did you have a good Christmas?
1: I had a wonderful Christmas. Thank you, jolly old Saint Seth. Had a great four day weekend, relaxing, and then I got my ass kicked early morning Wednesday. Uh, coming back to reality. But I, that's was, okay. I was waiting for nice- you to
0: say that in Madden.
1: Well, I got, I, w- I wouldn't say I got my ass kicked in Madden, at least not for the first three quarters. Um. Seth and I played a game head-to-head. Solid game, 21-21, to all the way up. And then all of a sudden, I had a cat interfere uh, with my side of things. And uh, I lost focus. That's it. That's all it was. And I'm I'm just waiting for the rematch. It's coming. Week 10, I believe it is. I believe week 10 is that rematch. (laughs) You know, if anyone actually cared about men, we'd live stream it. But I know you don't. You care about picks. And we're giving them to you. Let's and you do know it. what? I We know you guys care about picks. And uh, last week was a pretty horrendous week, at least for two of us, at least for the two podcasters present and accounted for. We'll five get the pod father. podfather.
0: Podfather yeah. will come along lately, and I'm, I'm sure he will at yes. some point.
1: Yep. So five and ten records from both Seth and I, pretty awful. Uh. We both got the Rams and the Browns. Seth gets the Lions, Bucks, Bears. I got the Dolphins, Raiders, Ravens. What a game that was! Jeremy had his best week to date, ten and five on the on the week. Uh, I say ten and five. There were sixteen games. There was one push. Seattle and Tennessee pushed, so it doesn't count. Luckily, Seth uh, again watching the live line. That game is now pushed to twenty one and a half. So we're good. We stopped it at 18 eighteen and a half.
0: Right. Yeah, they're about to score. They're about to score right here. So, yeah, yeah. I think seventeen. We're in a good spot. Or
1: Eighteen and a half. Eighteen and a half is where we stopped. This is this will be a good like. Let's get back. You know, let's get the momentum back rolling here, and let's let's pick some games correctly here in week seventeen. Remember, no Monday night game this week. New Year's on Monday. Uh, you're gonna have all your college football bowling. College football bowl. Bowling, season. bowling
0: this weekend.
1: You got a lot of good ones. You got the Rose Bowl. You got uh, Wisconsin versus half of LSU's team. So, that's yeah, good.
0: I was, you know, um, is it Jaden Daniels? Is that what it is? Yes. He's not playing, you, is he?
1: You better get that name correct. That man is going to end up being a top five pick in the 20 I'll get it. Draft. I'll get it there. Yeah, okay. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's not playing in this game. I he so. is not
1: playing Malik Neighbors, who is going to be a top 10 receiver in the draft. Uh, next year he is also not playing, so lucky for us Badger fans. But that's about it's, all we got because I was gonna say Braylon
0: Allen. Allen is probably not playing in this we game. We might either.
1: be <laughs> good next year, but we're gonna have to wait till next year. <laughs> let we'll enjoy the bowl for what it is, but luckily, if it's bad, always enjoy the play. You got a plethora of other fantastic oh, games yeah. to go through. But before we even get to that, we got a slate of NFL football between Saturday. In New Year's Eve Sunday. So let's start with the Saturday night game. Just one. Just one. Uh, on ABC, nonetheless. So this will be your Monday night football crew. Buck and Aikman.
0: Yeah. And all the boys. ESPN, ABC.
1: Detroit Lions traveling to the Dallas Cowboys in a big one. Cowboys have lost two straight after a an absolute heater beating... The Eagles, I think, was their last win. Uh, but they are in the playoffs, right? They have at least locked up that five seed. They are. The Lions yep. clinched the division last week, their first division title since 1992, right? 92? Is that right? 93? 92 is
0: correct. Oh, it was wasn't the, even a twinkle in his mother's eye yet.
1: Not even close. Uh, yeah, this is NFC Central times way yeah. back when NFC ancient Central. history yeah. yeah not quite before Seth was born but still ancient history um I was just a wee little one wee little wee little so one. Na- <laughs> yeah exactly so now they're vying for seeding here uh Detroit is anyway they could end up probably I mean I think they're pretty safe to get the 3 seed could have a chance at that 2 seed depending on how far Philadelphia wants to continue to fall. Uh, Detroit playing consecutive road games. Dallas home for the first time in three weeks. Could this be a bounce-back game for the Cowboys, who are favored by four and a half points at home, Seth? Cowboys favored by four and a half at home? Correcto.
0: Oof. Both of these teams played last year in Dallas. And Dallas took him pretty handily. It was 24-6. to 6. You know what I want? Give me the Cowboys. How about them, them Cowboys? Cowboys? Boys. They're coming home, and that's exactly where they want to be. They are lights out at home. It's been pretty well known that they are a... Very similar to the Lions. Drastically different at home than they are on the road. Lions are very similar. Dallas at home, very good. Detroit on the road, they're so-so. It's a dome game. Obviously, Dallas plays in a dome, so that does help Detroit a little bit. But I think Dallas takes it. I think they are the better team, the more complete team. They're going to be at home. This is a huge game. They're still fighting for the first seed because San Francisco lost. Still fighting for the division, of course. So, this is a big game for them. I think they take it at home.
1: You think they take it at home? 10 and 5 Cowboys at home, hosting the 11 4 Lions. Yeah, Dallas is 7 and 0 at home. Lost three straight or two straight. This, you haven't been home for three weeks. Had a lot of tough games. Detroit's another one. But I think it's time to turn it on. I think I believe the Philadelphia Eagles are only one game ahead, right? So it's still within. I don't know what that tiebreaker will be since they split the head to head. I think it'll be division but record, I believe, is what they go to. Division wins. record. Which is probably pretty similar. I don't think either of them lost to the Giants or Commanders. I don't believe right. so. I so, don't believe then so. it would probably be NFC wins or wins <laughs> again. I, I don't know. The I think break. it goes division, conference, and then I don't know what after that Or is it, it gets like in a whole bunch of stuff? Similar opponents. I don't know. That's that's the you once you get to the third tiebreaker. Now we're really getting into weeds, and I don't know that often. Right. So, but if it happens to be conference record, then you're gonna want to beat the Lions here in week 17. Give me the Dallas Cowboys as well. And I believe we're getting a little bit of a gift at four and a half. I think a lot of sports books have it at five and a half or greater. Four and a half. Which surprises me
0: because Detroit is a very good team. I think Dallas they are. just I think Dallas has the advantage here because they have the pass rush to get to Jared Goff. And that's how you beat the Lions is you pressure Goff and you get him off his base early on and you put them down. They're not a great team to come behind because they live through the run and they live through the play action.
1: I think Micah the, could have a field day. Also, a huge point to make here, 98% of money has been put on the Dallas Cowboys for this one. And I think everyone knows, the public knows that that line is a little bit, it's the tastiest line of the weekend, I think. Just because compared to all the other sports books, we're talking FanDuel here, everyone's running to FanDuel to put their bets on Dallas. So we might all get spanked simultaneously if Jared Goff comes out starts ripping that ball but I think this is a good bet to really lock in on and I wonder if Jeremy will prevent the juice when he comes in later. I think it's safe. I think it's safe bet. (laughs) Next game we got the Miami Dolphins traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. Game of the week on paper right here. Uh, two, Two teams here to decide the top seed in the AFC and Possibly the MVP. Tua all of a sudden racing back up into the top three. Lamar, currently the odds-on favorite. Currently. Ravens have blown out a bunch of good teams. Could that also be the case here? They are at home coming off a fresh win against what we thought was the best team in the NFL, the 49ers. Dolphins obviously had an impressive victory themselves at home. Ravens are favored by three and a half points at home, Seth. Three and a half? Three and a half. Give me the Ravens
0: at home. At home. I do. Yeah, I I think that defense of Baltimore, the way they shut down um, Shanahan and San Francisco, I think they're going to have similar success against Miami. Obviously, I think Miami's a little bit more... Dynamic in the way they do things. Obviously, Tyreek and Jalen Waddell and Mostert and Devon Achain And and, and those guys, is just speed all over the place. And are just distributing the ball to all of them. But I think Baltimore is equipped to do that. Because I go back to the Miami-Philly game. And what Philly was able to do was win in the trenches. And Baltimore is very good at that. They have guys that can win in the trenches. And I think you'll have that same recipe for success for Baltimore. And they do enough on offense with Lamar and stuff like that where they're comfortable. I think the only way Miami is able to take this is if they get up early and they're able to kind of play their game. But if they go down to Baltimore, that's a good team. They know how to win. It's a very veteran laden team, obviously a great head coach, all that stuff. I think it's going to be tough to beat Baltimore. I'm taking Baltimore at home. I think if this was in Miami as well, I also think it'd be a little bit of a different story. But Miami's only four and three on the on the road. They're you know just game over five hundred on the road. So
1: leaning, Lynn towards Baltimore in this one. That's fair lean. And Jeremy and I have been trying to tell you all year that Baltimore is for real best team at all three phases. <laughs>
0: In the league. I don't know if I'd go that far yet, but Miami did get their first legitimate win of the season last year last week. Does that mean the Dallas. Dallas Cowboys are frauds? No,
1: I'm saying they're for real. No, <laughs> you're saying the Dolphins are for real. So it was the a Dolphins, big F it was a big F game, but not in the fraud way, but in the for real way.
0: It could have been it could have gone either way. Could have gone one way or the other. If they would have lost to Dallas, maybe you could have thrown that word out there. But they beat Dallas in their
1: first legitimate win of the season. Fair enough, Seth. Fair enough. And all credit to Miami. All credit to Baltimore. But I think I'm going to Miami Dolphins here.
0: No. The guy who's been on
1: Baltimore the whole season. A win for Baltimore locks in a home uh, or home field advantage to the playoffs and a bye week. Dolphins does that win here division would... for them. Yeah. It does. Okay. Yep. Yep. That'd make them 13 wins. Uh Miami. Yep. A win here would give them the tiebreaker over the Ravens. They would still have to win next week to get the top seed. Or a, or a Ravens loss. I think Miami hangs around. I don't think they get blown out. I think they steal the win, but I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the road dog. I think there's a chance the Ravens end up stealing it back at the end. But I'm hanging with Miami. I like the vibes. We've got a great vibe right there. Hey, Dan, F your championships. F your records. We're coming for those records, Dan. That's your own coach, Mike McDaniel, chirping his own Hall of Fame quarterback on the sideline. Yep. He's trying Would to cultivate love to his own Hall of Fame And a win right here over Lamar. Tua outplaying Lamar in the same game. Lock up that MVP for him or Tyreek. I don't know. You probably should give it to Tyreek. Probably will go to Tua. Give me the Miami Dolphins. Something about it. Something about it. Just a little bit. I like it a lot. I,
0: yeah, I think Tyreek has lost a little bit of his MVP pizzazz. Oh, boy. Being out of game. And they were very successful against Dallas last week. Or no, was it two weeks ago when Tyreek was out? Yes, now it was against New York. I I'm trying to remember there. I think so. They Jalen Waddle went off that game, and New York's got a good defense. It, you know, it's not like some scrub defense out there. It's, well, it's not the Packers' defense out there. It's not.
1: It's not looking great right now. Twenty-seven points. Well, no, quarter.
0: but Joe Flacco's the hottest quarterback out there right now. Well, Maybe he should uh, be MVP even can. more than
1: Tua. Absolutely, yeah. he's about
0: to go for three hundred in the first half.
1: <laughs> so that's that. Our first disagreement of the week. Let's keep going. Let's keep the train moving. Another divisional matchup. New England and Patriots traveling to Buffalo Bills. Patriots playing consecutive road games after beating the Broncos Sunday night. And what a mess the Broncos are. We'll talk about that in a bit. The Bills possibly, we're talking about hottest quarterback. This could be the hottest team right now. The Buffalo Bills rallied. To win last week against a pretty bad Chargers team. I will say that. So do they come back focused and they continue that playoff push? Or is all of a sudden New England uh playing spoiler? The Bills are favored by 13 and a half points at home. Two touchdowns? Is that what you're telling me? Two tutties. Is Bailey Zappy?
0: He's starting the rest of the season, correct? I believe that was, yeah, confirmed. Yeah. Uh, year of the backup quarterback 2023 it is a wild year for injuries that is for sure who who knew that's what the script writers had for us this year who knew give me the buffalo bills because nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills this is at home new england did take the game earlier Uh, This year in New England. This is Buffalo, a much hotter team, like you said, Owen. Josh Allen is cooking right now. Speaking of cooking, they have James Cook, who's been hot lately as well. Give me the Bills trouncing the lifeless Patriots.
1: Trouncing.
0: I think this is going to be a big game for the Bills and Josh Allen. Continue their efforts for the division crown. Because if Miami loses, like I projected them to, Buffalo wins. Buffalo was a game out. And they play Miami week 18. And if they beat Miami, they take the division. So there's still a path for Buffalo to take the division. But they're going to need a lot to happen here. Well, they need Miami to lose at least one more and then obviously they win out you know like i said Miami Buffalo week 18 could decide the division depending on how this weekend goes so they're
1: going to need Miami to lose to baltimore they're going to yep. need to beat new england and miami so. and then beat miami next week so that being said and i like i like where you're going there's something in me today playing a little bit contradictory I'm going to take the Patriots plus 13 and a half points. They looked halfway decent, halfway cogent last week. And Bill Belichick, he's he's playing out there. He's trying to be, he's either proving a point to the Patriots or he's trying to rip away a high draft pick as he's getting sh- sent out the door. Or he's trying to, you know, uh, he's trying to apply. He's, he's trying to put it on tape for his next job if he's just not quite done yet. But I think there's something moving there. Give me the Patriots. They may not win. That's a large line. That's what I'm taking. I'm taking two touchdowns for the Patriots to stay within. It's at Buffalo. It might be cold weather. I don't know if we have a weather report, but... Uh, I do we...
0: don't have one at I'm the looking. moment. I'm looking.
1: It looks but, like it's just well, gonna be cold and cloudy. Both of
0: them are outdoor teams. I don't think it's gonna impact it too much.
1: I think it, it'd be cold and cloudy. Um, but I just think it'll be lower scoring than we're thinking. I don't think Buffalo's gonna score 30 points. I think it'll be more like uh 22 14, something like that. Right. Maybe it's still a pretty controlling Buffalo win, but it's not 14 points. Not 14. All right. I don't All think right. so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Give me the, give me the under in this game as well. Next game. Atlanta Falcons, fresh off an absolute trouncing of the Indianapolis Colts. One of my favorite bets last week. Traveling to the Chicago Bears. Bears have come alive in recent weeks. Serving notice that they are a team to watch for next season. But nobody knows if that's a Justin Fields team or a Caleb Williams team. We just don't know it yet. And there is still is, I believe, a slight chance that Carolina can win the next two games and ruin the first overall pick for the Bears. Now that'd be fun. I would it's like to see Carolina's
0: possible because Arizona's there, New England is there. I think those are your top two teams that Giants, are Giants, maybe. Oh, Giants as well. Yes. I think Tennessee is outside looking in there. They're five and well, five and ten, probably not. So but they're maybe. out of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Excellent, because I know the Panthers only have two wins. But the Bears don't care. Well, I mean, they might care a little bit. They still got a top 10 pick with their other pick, I believe, or just outside. I believe it's it's right around that 10 mark. They're so right around. They're, they're looking for next year, right? They're just trying to play good football, you know, keep the momentum going into the new year. Matt Eberflus might have been coaching himself into staying with the team. And the Falcons, all of a sudden, we thought they were dead. And here they are, still alive in the playoff chase. And wouldn't you know it? We knew it all year, Seth. Maybe you didn't, but I did. Taylor Heineke was the answer. Desmond Ritter was not. Taylor Heineke will lead you to glory. Taylor Heineke will. Can Taylor Heineke outplay Justin Fields in this one? Bears are favored by three points at home. What do you got? Absolutely not. I don't care who's oh, playing quarterback for the Falcons. Oh, oh. Give me
0: the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields has been hot, hot, hot. DJ Moore out there. That running game is looking good. And that defense is swarming right now. Montez That's Sweat. Absolutely just destroying quarterback since he got to Chicago. Give me the Bears at home. This is a frisky team. They're six and nine, you know, they're out of the playoffs, but they could still end with an eight and nine record, which is pretty it's serviceable. It's a decent record. after the horrendous start that this team had, where the building was getting swept by the FBI and, and all of this stuff that was happening at the beginning of the season, Justin Fields is lost. What a turnaround from two months ago to now. That this team is
1: in. Give me the Bears at home. Bears at home all the way. Bears at home for Seth. Now, Seth, just like with the last two games, I see what you're saying, and I don't disagree at all. I like these. I like both of the positions. But yet again, I'm going to contradict. Give me the Atlanta Falcons plus three points. I think they got the momentum. I think they got something with with Heineke on offense. They're getting it out to London and Pitts all of a sudden. You forget Pitts is not a rookie. He's actually a third year player. (laughs) He's about to be a fourth year player. But the man had just never got a chance to really get going. Heineke's giving him that ball. He knows what he's got in Kyle Pitts. Um, Well, yeah. You gotta feed that man. I know. You would. Um, So... The thing about the Bears, they've been really good at playing that spoiler underdog team. But here they are favored for, you know, maybe the second or third time this year. That's including week one when nobody knew anything about the teams and the <laughs> Packers came in and whomped them. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. I think they win this game. I think it'll be close, but I think they win this game. And, uh, Keep it going. Give them one last shot at beating the Bucks. And I mean, they're still in the wild card. I think they're still seven and eight, right? So they
0: are. They're they're still. They're, they're right. Uh, the the
1: NFC wild card is just log jammed with teams right now. There's like it's, six
0: teams that are seven and eight or something like that. Eight.
1: It's wild. Eight and, and seven and for four yeah. playoff spots. And I think the Bears still technically have a chance. So I believe they're not mathematically eliminated. They would need pretty much every team to lose every game. Yeah, I think they yeah, it's it's pretty slim. For yeah, so, either way, give me the Atlanta Falcons.
0: All right. I I don't hate this I don't hate this disagreement because I just feel better about my picks Then
1: we're going to be either really right, really wrong or swapping, you know what I mean? <laughs> You'll get one, I get one, and then we'll remain in the same spot. Something's going to happen though.
0: It's going to be it's going to be a little
1: weird if uh we really only juiced the Browns tonight. And, uh, well, yeah, because you said we're probably not juicing the Cowboys. Probably. so yeah, I mean, you know, Jeremy could surprise us, but I'd be surprised. Next game. In a rematch of the Houston Oiler game, the Tennessee Titans traveling to the Houston Texans. Titans might have Will Levis back for this one, while C.J. Stroud, I believe, is confirmed to be starting at home in this one. Yes. Yes. Two rookie quarterbacks against each other for the first time. Two possible longtime division rivals brewing here, Seth. This could be the start of something new. Texans beat the Titans two weeks ago with Case Keenum at quarterback. It was a tight one. Will this one be as well? And who will take it home? Houston is favored by four and a half points at home, Seth.
0: Oh, and I have one question for you.
1: Yes, sir. Who's the starting quarterback for Houston? I believe his name is CJ Stroud.
0: Give me Houston, baby. Stroud is back. And I love it. This offense was humming when he was in there. He's been out the last couple weeks, and it's been a different ball game for them since. CJ Stroud is back. They're at home. Give it to me. Houston fighting for their playoff lives here. Give me Houston at home. Houston at home for Seth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think if this was, um, I think Case Keenum started the game and maybe. uh, I believe it was right.
1: I would believe uh, the last game was Ryan Tannehill versus Case Keenum.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, Yeah. We don't want to see that again. You know, I, I'd much rather see Will Levison and, and C.J. Stroud. That's kind of what you want
1: to see. The future is now. Yes, give it to me. The stars are aligning. Seth, not too much on this game for me, other than C.J. Stroud's back. I'm back in on the Texans. Give me the Texans at home minus four and a half. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to put it to him a little bit, I think. Um, like I said, last one was tight. Case Keenum ends up with the win. I think at home they carry that momentum and really keep battling for a playoff spot. Two wins and I believe they're in. That'd get them to the 10 and 7. Yeah, that's a pretty safe... Well, yeah.
0: AFC's kind of logjam too. Just with NFC at 7 the and 8. Better quality. AFC at 8
1: and 7, I think is what yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, next game. The Las Vegas
0: Raiders
1: traveling to the Indianapolis Colts. Raiders out on the road for a second straight week. Slight playoff chances in play. Again, another team that's not technically, mathematically eliminated. And the way they played against the Chiefs, maybe they should be in. I don't know. Colts are on kind of on the other side of it at the same record. They need this for their playoff hopes. Raiders defense playing at a high level. Obviously, Max Crosby, the man, as we saw against the Chiefs on Monday. Jeremy, don't even start. By the way, the Podfather is here. Does that continue? He was just getting settled in. Gardner Minshew, and can they pull off the upset? Seth, the Colts are favored by three and a half points at home.
0: You know, I've been I've been kind of on the Minshew train for most of the year. They he's played very well in replacement of Anthony Richardson has got them in a playoff spot. They laid an egg last week against Atlanta, which was odd. But Atlanta did play at home. I should have known better. Should have known better to take Atlanta at home. Give me Here's the Colts at home. Colts are gonna rebound. Very similar position that the Texans are in. Both eight and seven, both fighting for that playoff spot and really a division spot too, with how the Jags have fallen, who are I believe are nine and six or eight and seven. I think they're nine and six, I believe. you believe so? But, eh? I think so. I don't know if you want to check to make sure. I got the whole crew there tonight. We got a whole scan of the whole crew. The Shimko fam. Um gimme the Colts at home. Max Crosby, every week, you kind of just got to look to where he is because he is a game wrecker and a F-it-up kind of player
1: as well. Careful, Seth. Children are present. Hey,
0: you know, I kept it PG. I kept it PG. That's the one worry for this this Raiders team, really. Aiden O'Connell? I don't know. I'm sure you saw the stat, but it's pretty wild that it actually happened. He did not complete a pass after the first quarter. Whoa. That's a very unconventional. Did you see that after last week against the I Chiefs? Didn't, I guess it I it felt like that, but I didn't see the stat. So that's Yeah, he did not after the first quarter did not complete a single pass and they still won. You're not going to win many games playing like that. Colts are better at home. They got a good
1: plethora of weapons. I think the Colts take it. Seth, you say the Colts are better at home. They are three and four at home this year. Five and five and three on the road. Ooh,
0: okay, I read that wrong. I thought it was but flipped. well, still. that's okay. I was that's okay. Give me,
1: give me the Colts, regardless. The Raiders are two and five on the road, and five and three at home. So, so maybe yeah, maybe I just read it wrong. So it doesn't exactly go against you; it's just uh, not totally an advantage. I'm torn on this one. I think the Raiders are kind of got on the the up and up a little bit. They're figuring stuff out, and they'd love to just mess things up and hit hit the playoffs. Uh, really beat the hell out of some higher seeded team. The Colts. You you could say this was a downturn. Obviously, the nineteen point loss to the struggling Falcons, not great. But the Colts do this. This happens at you know week to week. They score thirty points in a quarter, all of a sudden winning game, and then they're completely silent the next game. Right. So I think they're probably just going to go. They're going to do the opposite of whatever I pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the Colts. I don't love it. I'm gonna ride with the Colts here, minus three and a half though. So I'm with you. All right. I think Reagan's with you on that one too. <laughs> it looks like it. Uh yeah, so that's that. Next game. You wanna do you want your opinion? Yes, I do. Yeah, Reagan.
2: Reagan, Ra- you say what you want.
1: Raiders or Colts? What what is it? Say Colts?
2: Colts?
1: Colts. <laughs> Colts for Reagan. Yep. She's calling nice. it in. She's in. in. She's call- <laughs> so you know what that means, Seth. Oh! The juice that Owens is Colts. loose. Not Owen's Colts. No, no, no. Next game. Hey, they're not quite as good as mine, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> next game. The Los Angeles Rams traveling to the New York football Giants. Rams streaking. Into the playoffs. Matt Stafford playing streaking out. Keep a well, PG on. We're going streaking. That's the Rams right now. Giants. Pretty bad offensive issues. Uh, can the defense keep them in the game? Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, and the boys. Right now, Tommy Cutlets. A lot of Tommy DeVito jerseys were gifted on Christmas Day. And you know what? He got benched the next day for Terod Taylor. Got to feel bad for all of them out there, but that is that was they had their bit, their little snippet of Linsanity, you know. It's been ten years just, since Linsanity. Here we are, just had to have a DeVito moment, right? That's the New York, New York way.
0: You know, they're probably just wishing they could play Joe Barry every week.
1: Oh well, they they probably yes, they're probably missing Joe Barry as a as a beat them up, but you know, Rams defense maybe not. Top 10 in the league? Or maybe they are, I don't know. Raheem Morris, though,
0: not very quite. good defensive not coach.
1: Quite. He's not going to get out-schemed, uh, and he's not going to just let Tommy DeVito or Terod Taylor who, or whoever run free for eighty yards on scrambles. However, the Rams offense has to play Wink Martindale, a solid, relentless, attacking defense. Lots of blitzes. Will Stafford get slowed down by that any Or at all. The Rams are favored by five and a half points on the road set. Rams
0: favored five and a half on the road. The road. Give me the Rams. I've been going I've been going the favorites for most of tonight. Trying to get back on track after last week. Give me the Rams against this Giants team, which is not very good. Owen, oh, and we were talking about them, I, in that first uh, overall pick. I don't think so. They're 5-10. and 10. They're a little better than we thought they were. At least their record shows. So they're not quite in for that number one pick, gotcha. but um, top five for sure. Surprisingly, you know, oh, and you, you mentioned maybe the Rams have a top five, top ten defense. They actually have a top ten offense. That's, that's for sure. You might not think about that. The Rams, oh, two mean. years ago, yes, absolutely, but... This year, not quite, but they are playing very well. Stafford has lately. Game of the Rams all the way in this one. I think they take it and um keep that uh, keep the play of hopes alive. I think they're numb they're the number six seed currently, I believe. I believe so as well. And if they win out,
1: I think they stick to that number six seed. That would be yeah, they're not gonna be able to catch the Cowboys, but uh, incredible, incredible comeback for the Rams this year. Puka Nakua, what an excellent find! Cooper Cup, what an excellent comeback! Kyron Williams, another excellent find, and Matt Stafford just rising up from the ashes of an injury-plagued season, twenty twenty-two. You know, I thought he was dead last year. Something about it really makes me want to pick the Giants at home to keep it close. They're on the road, kept it close against the Eagles, covered that. But I am a big fan of this twenty twenty three Rams team. Give me the Rams minus five and a half on the road. Reagan, Seth, on to you. Oh,
0: Reagan muted again. Yeah, she she don't want to call this one.
2: Did you take the
0: Rams as well, Seth? Absolutely. So this is why we're going to juice it. Hey, um,
2: the two hottest quarterbacks in football are the two oldest quarterbacks in football. Joe Flacco, or at least healthy ones, Joe Flacco and Matt Stafford. And uh, Regan's got a lot to say about this one. She's phoned in this Apparently. one too. I see that. Um, bang, bang. Um, she's telling everybody. All right, that's what I said. Bye. 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 But But uh, there's something about a guy that can just sling the rock and read the field. And it's something to be said about an old quarterback that's seen just about all of it, right? Yes. And it's been kind of fun for me as a early two thousands mega football fan to see these older quarterbacks mega. kind of going back to the good old gridiron days from that, that time. Um so yeah, I'm rooting for Flacco and oh so good old Maddie Stafford. So Seth juice it.
1: So you know what that means. The juice is loose. Oh yeah. Our first well I guess, second juice of the night. Sorry, I I, I completely blanked. We, of course we juiced the Colts. Next game. The San Francisco 49ers. Looking for a comeback spot here. Traveling to the Washington Commanders. Blowout loss Monday night. Now, it wasn't in the first half. They were actually leading. going, Or they were down by one point going into the half. Lamar had looked lost. That defense was looking pretty well. I mean, it was kind of a crap safety. Kind of a safety that shouldn't have counted, really. It really wasn't Lamar's fault. Thank you, ref, for gifting the Niners two points.
0: But hey, they would have got him regardless. They would have got him. Anyway. He
1: you could see his body language. He knew he was throwing that ball out. You know, he had he had a step. But the Niners really I they just completely imploded in the second half. And Lamar went off. They're on a long trip. On a short week, will it matter, Seth? Or can the Niners get back and refocused? And can that defensive line, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, come up big? I guess a pretty awful commander's offensive line. Niners, fair by 12.5 on the road. What do you got? 12.5 against the commies? And a half points at the commies. With Jacoby Brissett. The
0: Sam Howell-less commies. Man. Sam Howell was fun to watch earlier this year. And uh, that that experiment has kind of gone away. I kind of thought that maybe they found their guy, even though the defense has been playing terrible. Kind of thought maybe they found somebody who can do something without offense. And for a while, that offense was fun to watch. But it has struggled lately. <clears throat> I, I I feel bad for Jacoby to come in and have to play the Niners right away in his first start this year give me the Niners they need a big comeback win after that uh, struggling loss against the Ravens last week I'll take the Niners all the
1: way all the way I'm not going to go and say all the way but I will say Niners uh, big enough for me. I just there's not nothing about this Commanders team that I can really point to and say, yeah, they'll keep it close. You know, what I mean, other than either the Niners just not having the foot on the gas or you know, uh maybe fatigue set in from the game, short trip or short week, long trip, only factors that come into play here. By the way, 99% of money has been bet on the Niners this week. Jeremy, what do you got?
2: well said is he
0: gonna gonna tell us why we should take the commies on this one I'm I'm very interested
2: I think the Ravens gave the blueprint boys the how you take the weakest link out of the game when you play the Niners Seth you've seen it you didn't want to admit it to yourself because you're just wrong in the head but whatever But what I'm telling you here today, boys, I don't know what you said the line was on.
0: And I don't really think it matters. Believe it was 14 or 13 and a half, something along that line. You know what? And you want to know
2: why it doesn't matter? Because one of these teams, that's right, has a significantly worse quarterback situation than the other one. And the team with the worst quarterback situation is going to lose this game set by how much? Whatever the line is in Samora, obviously. And for that fact, give me the California team because for as bad as Brock Purdy that's, truly that's, is, that's, and everybody's that's... finding out the Washington whatever team they are hasn't had a. Hasn't had a quarterback since Rex Grossman,
1: right? Wow. If you're hanging your hat on Rex Grossman. I mean, RG3. Uh, RG3 is
2: an athlete. I don't know if I can call him a quarterback. You know what, Kirk? I forgot about Kirkie coupons. You like that? Coupons. You like that? You like that? Hey, maybe he'll he'll go back
0: to Washington next year. They could use a quarterback.
2: You You know who didn't like that last week? Think about it. Think about it. Bingo bango.
1: Right. Did we just juice this one?
2: We just juiced. Seth, you know what 49ers. did get
1: juice last week? You know who did the juicing last week, Seth? <laughs> Not the you. Bal- that Baltimore defense. <laughs> That's the thing here. Jeremy made some good points that maybe the Ravens kind of showed a flaw, showed how you beat that Niners offense. Thing is. No one has the Ravens' defense. Maybe the Browns. That's about it. You know, maybe those teams have a good chance against the Niners. Definitely not the Commanders. So you know what that means, Seth? The juice is loose. Next, football game. The Carolina Panthers traveling to Duval County, Jacksonville Jaguars, who have lost four straight games. And they've looked pretty awful in doing so. But Carolina just isn't a good team. They put up a lot of points against a very bad defense last week. (laughs) Bryce Young did, you know, he took advantage. He could have not played like he should have. He did, right? He got the job done. 33 points is 33 points, right? Biggest factor here, probably the health of Trevor Lawrence. It's, you know, I'm sure he'll play, but he's limping to the end of the season right now. It'd almost be better if they didn't make it to the playoffs so they didn't get one more stomping by an actual good team. Lawrence has just been snake bitten this this year, right? Concussion, ankle injury that could have been worse, or knee injury, whatever it was. Shoulders as well. Up. Shoulders, the most recent one. That's right. He's getting beat up. Right. So, what can the Jaguars do, and especially, can they beat the Panthers at home by six points, Seth? Six points, Owen. Six whole points.
0: Six points. No, they can't. Oh, I'm taking the Carolina Panthers. I think this is my first underdog pick of the week. Crazy enough, I think it is. yeah maybe. maybe not. I'd have to go back through and look, but it feels like it is. Give me the Panthers to keep it within a touchdown. Absolutely. Jacksonville, I don't know what to make of this team right now. You talked about it. Trevor Lawrence and his health is a big factor for this offense. Travis Etienne has just not been the same this year as he was last year, not nearly as effective. Gets a lot of touches still, but just not nearly as effective with it. Jacksonville team just does not feel like a playoff team right now, even though Carolina, they came off 33 points last week, and obviously Joe Barry will not be the defensive coordinator for the Jaguars this week. I still think maybe they found a little something-something there. Chuba Hubbard has been solid for them the last few weeks. Given the Panthers to make things interesting, I do think Jacksonville pulls this one out, but it's a close one. Owen, oh, what was the line? Jaguar minus
2: six at home. You know something? <clears throat> I'll give you something, here, Owen. Give it to me. A wise man once told me, "Keep on charging the enemy, so long as there's life."
1: Sounds like Sun Tzu, the Art of War. Learn
2: Chinese. Spring. Oh, um, <laughs> Panthers suck at football right now. Seth, I hear everything you said, but um, that's a team that's not ready to do anything for at least the next year, right? Doug knows how to get a team. That's right. Doug knows how to get it. That's right. Doug needs. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Um, Doug knows how to motivate a team at a time like this when you really got to win and lock it up and be in. And I think I'm gonna bet on the talent of Jacksonville. You said Etn wasn't quite as good as he was last year, but he had a streak this year. We had a touchdown in every single game. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I. It just he hasn't been as effective. With those touches. Is what I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah, when he scores, he's not as effective. Um <laughs> Owen, what'd you think of that one?
1: <laughs> I didn't say that.
2: So as Sunzu said, go Jaguars. I'll take the Jets. Um Trevor Lawrence, you know, if they squeak if they come through this game and they lose, I'd probably shut him down for the year. I don't know if you're if what their contention is to actually win the division or anything like that, but you got to think of the future with that guy. That's your whole franchise right there. And if you blow up his leg and turn him into a bionic, I mean, that's a problem. So, no, I'm going to go Jags. I just think there's Josh Allen, you know, on the defensive side, ETN, Lawrence, Kirk, all those boys in the offense. There's just too much talent there, you know. Just get the ball moving, protect your quarterback, and you're going to win this game by double digits. So, give me
1: Dougie P. <clears throat> I like that you have faith in your dog there. Yeah. Um... And there is a lot of talent. That's the thing. There's a lot of talent. Well, there's not a lot of talent on the Panther side. But there is some similar talent. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, right? Oh, boy, though. This is is a tough one for me. I almost wanted to go Carolina. Jeremy, you might be right. Maybe we're overreacting just a little bit to the Jaguars. Maybe overreacting a little bit too much to Bryce Young scoring 30 points on that oh, defense.
2: The, give me the quote about how, you know, if it's one week, it doesn't matter. And if it's multiple weeks, it all of a sudden matters. I don't know how the quote goes. <laughs> That's basically it. what it is, yeah. But uh, I think you guys got some recency bias. R.I.P. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. My dog. Sun Tzu. Um, but, yeah, I think um, – recency bias against your guys' team, I get it. Seth has love hurt. It. Seth has had a rough, rough like 24 to 48 hours. Poor guy.
1: More like three um, weeks.
2: No, no idea why, but uh, specifically
1: the last 24 hours, it suck for him. But uh, yeah. Oh, what's your pick? Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't
0: love hey.
2: it.
1: I don't Google. love, hey, I don't love it. Hey, I'll lone wolf that one. I ain't scared. You feel free. Um... I got to stick with the Jacksonville Jaguars here. It's, uh, they should win this game and win this game by enough. But it's bad. It's bad in both places. I don't, again, I hope, I kind of hope the Jaguars don't make it in. I think they just need to let's reset in the offseason. Let's get healthy again. Let's, let's figure out what our weaknesses were. Let's get back in the training camp, figure it all out. That's what I think. Carolina, some, Bright spots, no first round pick. Going to need a new coach, but you got Bryce Young at least showing something. But you protect the man, and maybe you have something. Unfortunately, I think Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen make this a Jaguars win. Sap! lone wolf. I got I'm another scared. game. I got a, I got another tale to tell for you. All right, a tale to tell.
0: But the There's Arizona
1: the Cardinals tail. traveling to the link and upsetting the Eagles on Sunday. Touch your dirty block. The Eagles haven't really looked like they put together a full game all season. Right? We know well, they, they can't. But the Cardinals playing consecutive road games here. Had issues stopping <laughs> the Chicago offense last week. Coach Jonathan Gannon. Revenge game, he knows them pretty well, wouldn't you say, Jeremy? Jonathan Gannon knows the Eagles, or the Eagles know Jonathan Gannon? Those Both. Are different things. Who knows wanted, more? Who knows more of the other?
2: I think the Eagles know Jonathan Gannon more than Gannon knows the Eagles,
1: especially with the new coordinators. Maybe a little bit of scheme switch ups, but Gannon knows the players, well, doesn't he, matter. Can the Eagles take it? And can the Eagles take it big? They're favored by 11.5 points at home. Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and start this one off? I'm going to kick this one off.
2: Just like I'd kick Jan- Jonathan Gannon off. But um, <laughs> let's put it like this, boys. Sierra, so he's, he's made a couple statements about this game, about how him and Gannon are close. Um, and You know, that brings me to another Sun Tzu quote. Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And the enemy enemy this week, Seth, is a man by the last name of Gannon. The Cardinals suck. <clears throat> Jonathan Gannon sucked in the Super Bowl for us. So this game is going to be big. I think the Eagles are going to be motivated. Obviously, it's not just, hey, retaliation on Gannon for being a bitch. Um, but it's also, hey, about time to really get things going all in the right direction, put a couple games together, get this cat's ass out of my face. I don't know.
1: But um, <laughs> is that a, is that like a metaphor? Or?
2: Yeah, and it's a literal thing too. Um, but anyways, any <laughs> get that cat's ass out of your face. I'm gonna turn that into a thing. <laughs> but um, the Eagles are kind of getting healthy all at the right time. Uh, what is it? Uh, Maddox, Slay, and there's one other one that I'm blanking out on. But Maddox is 21 day open window just re- re- uh, just opened recently. Um, it's all kind of coming together at the right time to get hot and just make a playoff push. Reagan agrees. But, no, I think – talent, I think, is going to prove to be too much this week. The Cardinals roster is just kind of not very dense with talent. I mean, you you wouldn't really call anything on that roster a blue-tip player right now. So, it'll be – it's not going to be a blowout. If they win it, it'll be by like twelve, right? Twelve or fourteen. I don't think it's going to be like a forty burger, because um, Gannon can scheme up a—you know—he can scheme up a defense. He's he's got a good mind, mind
1: there. But um, my kids are about to get pissed, so I'm going to take the Eagles. Jeremy, quick question: Did you know that was an actual Sun Tzu quote? Which one? Uh, keep your friends close and your enemies closer.
2: That's for you to decide on.
1: That's That must be another Sun Tzu right there. Sun tzu Well, you know, Sun Tzu, Seth, Sun Tzu also said, know thyself, know thy enemy. Eagles got a lot of soul searching to do. What do you think here? Eagle's 11 and a half at home.
0: 11 and a half, you say? Well, Jeremy said they weren't going to win by 40, which, well, they can't even win by four some weeks. so I don't know why we'd (laughs) even be talking about that. Uh, 11 and a half, you say?
1: That is correct.
0: Give me the Cardinals. Oh! Jonathan Gannon. Talk about enemies. He's got them pretty close as well. He knows that Eagles team. He knows that Eagles offense. I'm sure that scheme hasn't been changed that much, and it seems like it's been changed for the worse this year. Absolutely. Give me Kyler Murray to keep things interesting. John Connor is Bach as well. Give me the Cardinals. I, I You know, it, Philadelphia has not really blown out anybody this year. A lot of their games have been close. I don't see why this one is a double-digit win at all, even though... You know, Arizona's record is not great. Kyler Murray has made things interesting since he's returned. Yeah, give me give me Arizona to keep it close. I want to say two things. <clears throat> um, first things.
2: To quote Sun Tzu, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not to fear the results of 100 battles. Well, the more... But more importantly, I wanted to also make a comment um, in re- reference to the Ravens and my Eagles. There's only been, off the top of my head, kind of culminate fucking snowman here. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> just yelling at me. Um, kind of a culmination, I'm just off the top of off the dome. I can only think of four teams that have done the slobber knocker. Outgrit somebody, team wins right. Yes. The Ravens, the Ravens showed up and bullied the bully. Sam Friend has kind of been; they've been a front runner, and that's Shanahan esque. He's been a front runner his whole career. And Baltimore came in there and bullied the bully, and I love watching it. Not just because I have some serious hatred for the Niners right now, but also I like the way the Ravens. I like their brand of football. But the other teams that have played games like that and won is – thank you, Siri. Um, my Eagles have done that a few times this year. And then, funny enough, one of these teams is not a good football team. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then the other team is a team that just recently found their quarterback. Not of the future, but of the now. The Browns.
1: Oh, three there's teams of out factors.
2: of the AFC – no. Three teams out of the AFC North and my Eagles, I think are the only teams that I've seen come into these just gritted out football games and win them. I can't think of anybody else that's done it, right? But it's a certain brand of football when you're healthy that will win you a lot of games. And uh, I think that's one thing where if this Cardinal-Eagle game gets to it, that will be what pushes it over the edge.
1: Well said, Jeremy. That reminds me of a Sun Tzu quote, Um, the famous philosopher. Whoever is first in the field and awaits the coming of the enemy will be fresh for the fight. Whoever is second in the field and has to hasten the battle will arrive exhausted. Give me the home team. Eagles by 11 and a half. And a coming out party right in time for a playoff push. Seth, your lone Wolfen. The Arizona Cardinals. How do you feel? I don't know. I don't know how many more quotes I can take.
0: Between a couple weeks ago and now tonight.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Mafia movie quotes and now it's all Sun Tzu. Uh, we're a very themed pod, very specific
0: themes, too. Apparently. Well, Owen, we knew what your translation should have been tonight.
1: Yep, I missed it. I don't think I've done Japanese yet, but that's all right. We'll get there. Set the next Konichiwa. game. No, oh, okay. Good enough. Hello. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. Go march. Down in Tampa, Florida. Bucks have won four straight behind Baker Mayfield of all people. But they've had troubles with the Saints in their recent history, especially at Raymond James Stadium, losing four or five at home. Saints will be rested. I think they got 10 days of rest going into this game. Did not play well in the loss to the Rams. Can they turn it around here or are the Bucks? Going to take away that NFC South title, they are favored by two and a half points at I'll home. Jeremy, it. I'll start this off with a quote. <clears throat> oh, that reminds me of a quote. Why don't you say it?
2: The supreme art of war <laughs> is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Sun Tzu,
1: that's like when the quote, when the movie title is quoted in the movie, you know, yeah, what I
2: mean? <laughs> that's this game. <laughs> the reason I use that exact quote for this game is one of these players on these teams doesn't want to fight, doesn't want to win. And his last name rhymes with bar um, and his brother's a punk. But anyways, Ooh. Baker, I see Baker Mayfield coming into this game, having the game of the year for Baker, locking up the South.
1: I don't know. He already had that game.
2: I think he's going to do it again. Locking up the South in quite an NFC South fashion. Rival teams going at it. Kind of classic rivals here in the South, too. Um, bringing it back to Tampa, what, for the third straight year? Getting his contract and moving forward with a new – kind of a new era in Tampa. I see this being the epitome of Derek Carr's career. <laughs> In New Orleans, for sure. I don't see... I think he's going to get the Russell Wilson treatment and be gone next year. I truly think that. Um, For probably more reason, too, because Russ was actually starting to kind of cook there for a little bit. Derek Carr just... He'll either move the ball all over the field and not score, or he'll score and throw picks and not move the ball. I don't know. It's just... And then Kamara didn't show up last week. It kind of hurts your feelings for some of these veteran players in the Saints. You know, um, Cam Jordan deserves better, but I just, just don't see any way where Derek Carr comes in. I could be totally wrong about this, but off my assessment, I see no way where Derek Carr comes in and battles Baker here. I just don't see it. Baker's a fiery guy. I think he takes a lot of pride in his game, and you just don't see it out of Derek Carr. I just don't see it. He seems like a guy that shuts down pretty easy. So, Seth, uh, to quote the late great Sun Tzu, no way to subdue the enemy. Without, like,
1: without fighting. Jeremy, you know, that reminds me of a quote. Um, a, certain, a certain player, uh, I believe, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, about two weeks ago, I think he was talking to a certain fan in the stadium, at least with his play on the field. He was quoting on the late great Green Bay Packers quarterback, saying, I still own you. Seth, do you still feel that way about Baker Mayfield, or do you think Derek Carr is going to take this home?
0: I don't know, but it reminds me of a quote. (laughs) In theory, there is no difference between theory and practice, but in practice, there is.
1: Well said, my friend.
2: Seth, that reminds me of a quote
0: by by (laughs) Alan Iverson. We're talking about practice? (laughs) Anyways, move on. Owen... um, uh, I'm completely lost after what Jeremy just said. It's Tampa Bay like minus two and a half at home. <laughs> uh, it's like listening to a real philosopher. You just get lost in what they said, and you have no and idea you, what they're talking you, it about. It takes you
1: years to figure out what he was actually trying to teach you. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm going to take the Bucks here, though. Um, they're going to take the South. I think Jeremy said that as well, I believe. I think a good philosopher just also confuses people into making them think they're smarter than yes. what they actually are as well. Wow. Well said. Is that a quote? That's that was a exactly quote. what I'm trying to do here. That is a direct <laughs> quote to me. <laughs> he well said, absolutely. At home. Baker Mayfield is playing very well. Saints are kind of all over the place. Oh, and you said the Saints have had the Bucks number at home as of late, but the Bucks have won the last three games. They swept them last year and they beat them earlier this year. I think the streak continues. At home.
1: Bucks take the south, said Seth. Seth, Took the words out of my mouth. So you know what that means. The juice is loose. And on to the next game. Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. A Super Bowl 40 revenge game? Are Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Palomalu still playing? This could also be a Super Bowl preview. Uh I guess, yeah. I guess mathematically it's possible. <laughs> hey, yes, playoff... it's, it's there. Whether it's a playoff preview or not, it's a uh, it's definitely a playoff game of sorts for each of them in their own way. Uh Seahawks coming off a nice comeback victory over the Titans. Steelers handled the Bengals in a Mason Rudolph beatdown, huh? Wow did that and we we should have known that was coming, right? Mason Rudolph comes in. No one's thinking he's going to do anything. Boom, domination.
0: Best the offense is. Boom bang
1: boom. This will be a lot tougher on the road for Rudolph. Can the Steelers hang around, or does Geno Smith make enough plays to win it late? Seattle Seahawks are favored by three and a half points at home. Seth, what do you got? Seattle three and a half at home. Correcto.
0: Mason Rudolph starting again, I believe. Correcto. Oh, boy. <laughs> I Steelers were reeling last week. I don't know what to make of either of these teams, to be honest. One week, you know, the Steelers defense is playing lights out in the next week. That's just getting gassed. Kind of same with Seattle, more so that offense. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get with either of these units. I think I'm going to trust Seattle slightly. At home, Steelers have to travel pretty much across the country for that as well. Usually advantage West Coast teams.
1: Give me Seattle at home to pull it off. Seth, we need Seattle to lose. You're not going to root for Seattle to lose?
0: I mean, I'm, of course, I am, but okay. take the bias out of it. I know not I all can. of us can do that. <laughs> but I would love to see Seattle lose this game, but I don't trust Mason Rudolph and that offense. Geno Smith is back under the helm. I think they pull it off, but of course. I want nothing else to see either Seattle or the Rams to lose. That's all we need is one of them. We don't need both. We just need one. That's
1: all that matters. Well said, my friend. Jeremy, what do you got?
2: You know, it made me think of a Sun Tzu quote. Oh, God. He who knows when he can fight and when he cannot be victorious. And I say that about this game, boys, because we've got two eight and seven football teams that have no right being eight and seven. Okay. The Seahawks seem to win regardless of who's got quarterback. My Eagles obviously showed that bunch of dumbasses. And then the Steelers seem to do the same thing. Siri just keeps on hearing me. Um but the reason for that is because great coaching. This might be two of the best coach teams, top to bottom in the league. Tomlin, I mean, after this season, I would probably give him an extension. <laughs> I just like what he's doing with a bad football team, but great defensive players is <clears throat> wild. And then Pete Carroll, if you were only you know twenty years younger, my man, I'd probably do the same for you. But you're a hundred years old. Um, probably should run for political office to so old. But my point there be. Oh, and I don't know what the line was, but I assume it's three and a half. Yes. Sunzu put it in my head. Um cool. this is was it? It was a quote, yeah. Yeah. Three and a half. Sunzu. Is this in Seattle? Correct. I'll take Seattle. I just don't like East Coast teams traveling to the West Coast. Um this game's a midday game, correct? It's not Afternoon. early. It's not late. Afternoon. Yeah. That's a, what, a, four, a three, four-hour switch for the Steelers, right? Correct. Yeah. Gino's healthy.
0: He's playing. I
1: don't know how healthy he is, but he's playing.
2: Yeah, give me the Seahawks. That's, I don't like the traveling. This is a pretty evenly matched game. This is going to be a fun – this is like playoff football. You know what I mean? But uh, give me the Seahawks. I feel good about that.
1: I'll play spoiler. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Something in me. Just a little bit. I'm going against my own beliefs or my own traditional beliefs. Because usually I would think a little bit in your guys' line of thinking. But right now, Mason Rudolph. And I'm going to get bit by it, I'm sure. I'll be like, oh, it's Mason Rudolph. He's balling. At least the offense had some life, which it had not all year. <laughs> Let's continue. We just need to win a game, right? Win a game or two. We're in the playoffs. Let's keep it going. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think their top level is higher than the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks are very average. They don't. They're not too. you, up, you not think too they low.
0: can get there with with Rudolph two
1: weeks in a row? Why not? It's only two weeks.
0: You know he did that last week because his last name was Rudolph and it was Christmas weekend, so it's kind of. Destined to do that. It's still a Christmas
1: it's... season, Seth. It's still, yeah, yeah. Up to New Year's we're, we're we're Christmas adjacent, you know. Seth, and...
2: since you made a great point, but Owen followed up with also a great point.
1: Unfortunate, huh? Unfortunate how that works. wow yeah. yeah, can't win them all. <laughs> so I'll lone wolf that one. It's probably not the smartest move, but I'm going to take it anyway. Cincinnati traveling to the all of a sudden struggling Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs have major issues on offense. But, uh, again, one of those things. Should we freak out too much? I don't know. Mahomes made some weird, wild mistakes in that game. Though, he then also made a lot of great improvisational plays. Just not enough to win the game against the Raiders. They have two weeks to get it fixed before the playoffs. Bengals, still alive, but barely. That defense had issues with Mason Rudolph. Last week. So could this be a game for Mahomes to get it going? Can the Chiefs win big, or do the Bengals keep it close? Chiefs favored by seven points at home. Jeremy. Chiefs favored by seven and
2: seven and a half or seven. Seven. Chiefs favored by a touchdown at home. Correct. I hate it. Fair. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Um, as Tiffany tells me to quiet down. I can't do it. <laughs> I do think it's a time not to freak out about the Chiefs in the homes, but it is definitely a time to tilt your head a little bit and wonder what's going on here. Um, aging Travis Kelsey, who definitely seems to be almost out of games at times, and then the weapons outside of Kelsey are very limited. I mean, most of them seem like they can't catch. The running game without Pacheco is non Um, Andy definitely seems to get in his own way and not run the ball at times, which was a classic Philly thing for Andy. Classic. Um, the defense, I mean, is great, but just can't win them all. And then Mahomes is kind of showing his true colors out there at times, where it's like saying stuff to Josh Allen after the game, the blow up last week. Do I think the Chiefs are a bad football team? No. Do I think Jake Browning is a lot of fun? I do. That's um, that name, right? Right. Jake Browning. Yep. Do I think Jake Browning is going to get paid this offseason? season? Absolutely. And that's the thing I'm mo- most sure about of this game. I just think the Bengals coming out here, which might as well be completely healthy because Browning's playing out of his mind, um, and they're playing pretty dang good football out there in Cincinnati. I just don't I, – I see the Chiefs continuing to get in their own way. Um, you know, and one other thing I'll say about this game, because this game kind of explains it, speaking about the Chiefs. I think it was Tom Brady made a, a quote about how – Was it Tom? Somebody quoted that – made a, made a comment on Twitter about how there's just not an elite team in the league right now. None of these teams are elite. They all have some, like, glaring weaknesses. Um, the Chiefs seem to be that they – don't have any young, healthy skill positions, you know, or a running game. My Eagles are, we turn the ball over 24-7, you know. The Bengals is no Joe Joe Burrow. That's a huge problem. You know, the Ravens is how much can you trust that passing offense in the postseason? The Browns was Joe Flacco before Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? It was just everybody's got some sort of Achilles heel. Um, And I think you're going to get more of that out of the Chiefs throughout the end of the year. So – I will take the
0: Cincinnati Bengals.
1: How do you, Seth?
0: (laughs) Give me the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Jeremy, you make a lot of great points. Chiefs are struggling a bit. I think they're in uncharted territories with that offense. They don't really know how to navigate it yet. You know, you mentioned it outside of Travis Kelsey, it's just, it's pretty sporadic. MBS, you'll get a catch or two, but you'll get three drops in the same game. Rasheed Rice, you'll get a couple splash plays. I'm a little worried. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco is out for this game, most likely. And I realized I said Chiefs. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm taking the Bengals. Oh, my goodness. I just realized that Isaiah Pacheco is out of this game. And I think he is a difference maker for that offense because he runs angry, runs mean, gives them a legitimate running attack, but without him out there, things are different. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire just, uh, just isn't that guy. He's a solid pass catching guy, but he's not, he's not Pacheco. I'm going to take Cincinnati to keep this close. I do think Casey pulls it off at home. They need this win desperately. To feel good about going into the playoffs. But I think Cincinnati keeps it interesting. Jake Browning, that defense, can make plays, things like that. So give me Cincinnati to keep it close.
1: Well said, Seth. Uh, I want to pick KC, and I just can't do it. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals. So you know what that means.
0: The juice is loose. Who would have thought we would have been juicing
1: against the Chiefs? The Chiefs, in the last, you know, five years, probably the entirety of Mahomes' starting career, half, half, have to have the most wins while also not covering games. Like, it's got to be, by far, in a way, the Kansas City Chiefs. They do it all the time. It's going to continue here. Again, same thing. The line's large enough for me to say this, that I think Casey wins since he keeps it close. And I don't think, again, it's like – I think Casey handles it enough where it's just like, yeah, you're worried, but it's – they kind of were in the front the whole time and, and not too big of a deal. So give me Casey to really bounce back, but the Bengals plus seven. Next game, two games left. Divisional Beautiful. rivals. Los Angeles Chargers traveling to the Denver Broncos – And, boy, do we have some drama in Denver with that Russell Wilson situation. Officially benched for the remainder of the year, and, boy, are reports coming out that are absolutely not favorable to Sean Payton in that front office. I believe. uh, It's a joke. It's a joke. I actually don't know who the backup quarterback is. Do I? Do you? Stidham, isn't it? That's Stidham. Thank you. Thank you, Jared Stidham, the legend, Raiders legend, pa- Patriots legend, playing here at home against the Eastern Stick Chargers, who showed some life last week. Interim coach Griff's gift, gift, Griff, gift, Griff. Gif, Gif, Gif? One of the two, gift Smith, and their close loss to the Bills.
0: Who are we Broncos talking about? Up,
1: their interim coach, I forget his name, the gift or Griff, Gif Smith. Giff Smith. I keep wanting to say Griff because you never see Giff. Giff Smith. <laughs> Other side, Broncos lost a game to New England that they really had to win. They're still alive. Need to win the last two. Can they get this one here? Or the Chargers come up with an upset. Broncos oh. were about three and a half points at home. Jarrett Stidham versus Easton Stick.
2: Let me rip real fast because I read – a big thing on the Russ stuff. Allegedly going back to week four to six, when they were still in their slump, the Broncos came to Russ and asked him to drop out the injury clause, I think is what it was, in his contract, and basically give the money back to the Broncos, voluntary. He declined said set option and then continued to go on a run and looked very good. Over that stretch. Not very good, but good, you know. Um, and then, allegedly, the Broncos were fine with that, right? But uh, kind of their rebuttal was, it's in Sean Payton's field now. He calls the shots for this. Anything going on here. So, then when it come to, they were kind of having a little bit of their slide recently. Sean Payton, Sean Payton pulled him and put in him Now, the problem with this is Russ's camp already involved the NFLPA, which, I mean, I shouldn't say it's a problem, but they definitely are trying to, you know, watch their side as much as they can. And I don't think any way you cut this, it looks good for the Broncos. Now, the thing is, John Elway's still there, and I think he's dirty with this type of shit, in my opinion. And I don't think Sean Payton's really got a good reputation for these type of things either. Now, has it ever gotten to this extent with any of these guys before this? No. But I I wouldn't trust John Elway. I mean, I'd trust Flint Tapwater more. I'd trust that guy. Um, Wow. yeah, Yeah. At least with making organizational stuff like that. I don't know. I think Russ is kind of getting done dirty. But at the same point in time, there's nobody that's going to handle it better than Russ because he's just so professional. Um, I assume he definitely broke character and probably said some, not so much Russell Wilson stuff, but to that point, to bring this forward, I have no faith in Steven. I also have no faith in Easton Stick. I think this is going to be, to quote, no, I won't do it. I won't go that far. Oh, and I'll text you that one afterwards. But um (laughs) You, I, you think, I think you know I'm going with South Park on that one. But give me – I'm going to take the Chargers here. I think they've got talent that could probably beat up on the Broncos. And I think Karma's got a way of rearing her, rearing her head in weird situations like this. And I think it's going to happen for the Broncos. So yeah, give me the Chargers.
0: Steph, on to you. I'll make it quick. Give me the Broncos – In a battle of another game of backup quarterbacks, sadly, Russ is getting done very, very dirty. It's all about the money in this situation. That's sad. It's sad to see this come out because Russ has actually played pretty well this year, and he's a big part of the reason why that turnaround happened, you know, midway through the season. The defense has slumped a bit but I'm going to take the Broncos against Easton stick and the chargers. I, I can't trust that team right now in the Broncos and an ugly, I think it's going to be an ugly game, ugly game. I think nope. I'm surprised if both teams, or even one team hits double digits in this
1: one. I, I agree with you there completely. Um, I really want to go with you on the Broncos, but I just, I don't know how that team reacts to your your quarterback, whether, you know, whether an, however annoyed you are over the last couple of weeks of some Russ antics, right? Just seeing your captain kind of get benched the way he's being benched and treated the way he's being treated all of a sudden. I, I think it rubbed me the wrong way. So I don't know if the locker room is going to be able – I'm sure they're, they're – hey, listen, they're much stronger minds than podcasters, okay, and IT guys and phone salesmen and uh, whatever the hell Seth does in his daytime. Seth sells phones. What do I do? uh, I don't know. That's a great question. Forget (laughs) the advanced Madden franchises. But either way, it's – The commissioner. I'm sticking with the Chargers here. I think they got a little bit something. They showed it against Buffalo last week. And I don't know. I don't know about Denver, man. That's – it's an ugly situation, and – Hopefully the team comes up. I like the team a lot outside of that. Well, not a lot, but there's a lot of guys on there that I like. Stick with Chargers, though. Next game, and the very last. No Monday Night Football this week. We got Sunday Night Football to wrap it up. Green Bay Cheesehead Packers traveling to U.S. Bank Stadium. The Viking Longhouse. Minnesota Vikings hosting both teams. Need this to stay alive in the playoff race. Packers playing consecutive road games, always a challenge. But can Jordan Love and that Packers passing game have success here against the Minnesota defense that was really good for a stretch? Started to struggle a bit. Nick Mullins has been shaky on the offensive side. Now benched officially for Jaron Hall, rookie, who got two starts, I think. And got a concussion in both of them? Is that what happened? Or an injury in both of them, at least? Something like that. So, confirmed starter Jaron Hall versus probably the best defense a rookie quarterback could play against. We've seen that last week against Bryce Young. And the Packers offense overcome. And I, you know, we get into the Jair Alexander situation, making himself captain. Suspended for this game. Hilarious, nonetheless. No matter what a fan you are, except for Packers owners, I suppose that would rub them the wrong way.
0: Yeah, I'm Seth, not. I'm not uh, ecstatic you, about that.
1: You probably ordered the suspension, huh? You voted for in the the meeting of owners.
0: Yeah, when they sent out the e-vote, they said yes, no, or
1: well, what was it? I said yes. <laughs> uh, Minnesota's fair by a point and a half at home. Seth, what do you got?
0: Big injury update for Minnesota, obviously. It came out earlier this week. TJ Hawkinson towards ACL out for the Great year. Point. Great point. Um, also outside linebacker, edge rusher, kind of guy, DJ Wanham. Also out for the year as well. Big uh big subtraction, you know. TJ Hawkinson, big subtraction on offense for them. He's been the steady guy in the middle of the field for them. Honestly, really helps the Packers because Packers have struggled against tight ends this year, especially Hocketson has always kind of uh, hit them good. Um, another big one, Jordan Addison did not practice on Wednesday, was listed as limited on Thursday. So depending on how Friday, Saturday go, he may or may not go as well, which would be another huge loss to that offense. And with Jaron Hall out there, Man, that's going to be tough. And then on the Packers' side, real quick, those were kind of your big spots on Minnesota. Packers' side, um, Devonja Campbell, TJ Slayton, Christian Watson, eh, whatever with him. Uh, Devonja Campbell did not practice two days in a row. I bet you he doesn't play. Christian Watson doesn't seem like he will be in this game. Dontavian Wicks. A little bit worrisome there. I think that's the big one on offense for the Packers right now. Jaden Reed did return. It looks like he will be back this week. Dontavian Wicks has not practiced the last two days, Wednesday, Thursday. Chance that he does not play. AJ Dillon, he'll be back. Obviously, Aaron Jones will be in. And then, of course, um, Jair on the defensive side is the big one. Darnell Savage is looking to return. He's practiced both days as well. So, Packers are slowly getting healthier for the most part. Still a couple big names out there. Um, But overall, healthy. -er. Give me the Packers on the road. The offense is there. Aaron Jones, we saw what Aaron Jones could do last week against Carolina. A.J. Dillon being a nice compliment there. Jordan Love spreading the ball to everybody out there. Just loving everybody. Give me the Packers Love. on the road to keep their playoff hopes alive. I think, I don't think there's a mathematical elimination with the loser, but the loser is pretty much out. Chances are statistically. It's like less than base. 5% or 10% or something like that at that point. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a do or die for these teams. And Minnesota not looking good with that offense. But you know what? You're playing Joe Barry. You never know what you're going to get.
1: Probably an offensive player of the week in some form or fashion. Preston
0: Smith lining up on Justin Jefferson
1: Sunday. I'm banking on it. Take it to the books. Seth takes Green Bay. Jeremy, what do you got?
2: This makes me think of a Sun Tzu quote to wrap this pod up, boys. There you go. If ignorant both of your enemy and yourself, you are certain to be in peril. Seth brought up joe barry and that guy is ignorant (laughs) i mean putting a damn near just an edge rusher out on the team's best receiving option um beyond ignorant it's foolish so i mean if, if we even see one time where a guy like preston smith is or deandre campbell's out on jj i mean sign yourself up for being not in the NFL next year, because that's not that's <laughs> uh, not how you coach NFL football. I don't remember what the line was. I don't particularly uh, think I care.
1: Minnesota, Minnesota is a pick-up. Minnesota by a point a half, and it's in, in Minnesota. Yes, I'm going to go Jordan Love. I,
2: I think in a situation like this, you have to go with the better quarterback, and Jordan Love is the better quarterback. Um, no matter who it is on that side, other than Kirk, Kirk O evens it out for me but um another part of that quote um to be ignorant y'all got to use aaron jones you just got to use the piss out of him you know what i mean um as long last as, week
1: first hundred yard rusher this season
2: as long as jordan love plays like he's the better quarterback in two teams joe barry doesn't just go full you know quote another tv movie i just i won't do it but Owen, you don't know talk about <laughs> never go you know what i'm saying um As long as Joe Barry don't do that, and as long as Aaron Jones is utilized, you guys win this game, probably by ten points. But that sometimes is a lot to ask. If, for, if we score um, more if
0: points know. than than the opponent, that's a good
1: quote so too, if, right?
2: To quote Sun Tzu, yes, that's one's great. Sun Tzu so man.
1: yeah.
2: You know, I think uh, I would take, I would take Jordan Love.
0: Well said, Jeremy. Is, is that what Sun Tzu said? Take Jordan Love.
2: That's
1: what i said fair enough fair enough and jeremy you you got a good quote in there about self-awareness and uh no one is more self-aware about joe joe barry's antics than packers fans so i think we're mentally prepared for this game and that reminds me of another quote here we go here we go green bay here we go here we go, Green Bay. Here we go, Green Bay's going to the Super Bowl. Give me the Green Bay Packers plus a point and a half, and you know what that means, Seth. Oh, what a way to end it! The juice is loose, bangerang, and that is your week seventeen line is right slate. Great job, Owen.
0: Great job. Another week in the books, pristine. Gets better every week. Fine wine, right, Jeremy? Sure. <laughs> He's got no quote yeah. for that one. He's, yeah, I think we're, we're. I think we're done. <laughs> we gave it all we had <laughs> after, after that response. Jeremy's out of quotes. That means the pod's done.
2: No, I got a quote.
0: Oh, God. I got a
2: quote. I got one quote in relation to what happened on Madden last night. This oh, one boy. was directed at you, Seth.
0: Hey, is, this a, is this a good post-pod thing? Or, or...
2: This is just Sun Tzu real quick. He, who, he will win who knows how to handle both superior and inferior forces. Sun Tzu.
0: So you're the inferior one. That's what I was saying.
2: I've been on both sides of that. But in the more important game, I was on the better side of that.
0: You were. You were. It was always next time. Pretty sure somebody said that as well. I said (laughs) do. All right. Everybody have a good New Year's Eve. Good New Year's. We'll get you next week with a recap. We'll come back with that one. Week 17, pivotal. Until then, adios.
1: Adios. Have a great weekend at the Red
2: Zone, folks.